This is not just another fitness podcast. Food is so much more than just fuel. Keep things simple. That goes for training and diet. Chips, cheese and hummus, you should try it. Don't take this stuff too seriously. Balance is just really not sexy. Eat plenty of fruit and veg. It's not rocket science. Having a six pack is just totally not worth it. That's a lie for a start. (laughs) (laughs) Walking every day has to be one of the best things you can do. Honestly, I hear this shit on a daily basis. Nobody got fat from eating too much fruit. Green peppers to rank. I do like a Snickers. Just be honest with yourself. Have you tried the Aldi milk chocolate? (laughs) (laughs) The answer is no. Honestly, if you're struggling, just ask for help. In most of my consultations, I actually don't talk about food. No, Diet Coke doesn't cause cancer. Sometimes you have to think about the effort versus the reward. Calorie deficits are boring, but they work. Oh my God, my gran used to take me to Wimpy. It's never too late to start lifting weights. You can take your Manuka honey and shove it up the up. That made me die. (laughs) 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 All this is going going on as well. Welcome to episode 37. You absolute clown. Oh, (laughs) I just told you as well. You've just told me off for not knowing the episode numbers. And, and then you've you got made it, me intro it. I've made you intro it and you've got it wrong. Oh, damn it. 38. There 38 then. Welcome to episode 38 of the Not Another Fitness <laughs> podcast, everybody. Happy New Year. Happy New Year, mate. Happy, Happy New, New Year, Year, listeners. Happy New Year to all you listeners. I hope you had a wonderfully prosperous one. Um, everyone I've spoken to so far has been in bed, to be honest, for the New Year. So in like, everyone, no, I was in bed for half nine. Tried to stay up. No, I was in bed for half ten. <laughs> Yeah, so, I mean, that sounds great to me. Add my name to that list. Yeah. yeah. I was in bed, but I did see the new see the new year in. I was awake for the new year. Sarah. Although we were watching the telly and it was like live through the BBC app on the telly. So it was delayed. So all the fireworks started going off behind us. And then the countdown <laughs> started. So Jack and I were a bit like, oh, were you oh watch- happy new year. <laughs> were you watching uh, Jules Holland, the Hootenanny? It was actually Alicia Keys. What, presenting it? No, she was doing a little... um Solo. Yeah, like a little concert. Yeah, no, it was Alicia Keys. And you forget how many hits she's had as well. She's got she a few bangers, bless loads her. Loads of hits, yeah. yeah. What about you? How was your, how was your dinner? <laughs> you know how my dinner was. Late. Delicious, but very late. Very. Yeah, we ordered a curry and it turned up at, I think it was like 20 to 10. But we ordered it half six, Rambo. <laughs> I don't want to wait three hours until I'm fed. I mean, food anticipation, mate. I'd be climbing the walls. Yeah, the thing is, because it's New Year, we were like, right, we'll be smart here. <laughs> we'll order it early, thinking, well, you know, we'll kind of beat the beat the rush. No, I mean, no. I'm surprised you waited that long. By the time it had got to eight o'clock, I think I'd be like, nah, I'm cooking. Yeah, that I don't know. Like we were, so Sarah was like, "Should we order it a bit earlier?" Like when we were discussing it, I was like, "No, nah, don't be silly. It'll be fine." <laughs> she was right <laughs> in hindsight. Yeah, she was right. She but was yeah, right. It, it was nice when it got here, but um, oh, yeah, I mean, it was a very low key New Year mm-hmm. to be honest. Very similar to Christmas in many ways. Mm-hmm. And bring it back to food. Oh, what on. did you order? Oh, I had a lamb naga. Ooh, talk me through it. Naga Kuki, I think it's called. Um, it's. Do you know why I had that? So when I went in there to the mint leaf restaurant, 
Actually, I shouldn't be giving them advertising, really. Yeah, they're slow. No one's going to go. No one's going to go. <laughs> Food's very nice. I will say that. Uh, so when I went there, I ordered a Vindaloo because yeah. I, I quite like spicy hot curries. And the guy said to me, he was like, oh, well, if you like that, um, if you like that level of heat, he was like, try the Naga. He said it's similar heat, but it's a bit tastier. And he was right. And now that's oh. been my, that's my staple. So um, interesting. Yeah, it's very nice. Just boiled rice chapati that was it keep it chapati is the hidden gem of the curry menu i think we always get a couple of i think i got into them because when i would do i'd do meal plans for clients and uh, i'd say to them you know do you want to kind of try and factor in takeaways and stuff and obviously indian's always quite popular and i was like oh if you normally have a night you know like little food yeah the food swaps things it's like swap a naan bread for a chapati or something like that so there you go listeners there's a free one to start the new year when you are tucking into your indian an arm bread for a chapati. My, my go to is always um, same thing if we discuss it. I mean, these are just hints and tips for, for people who are ordering takeaways. Maybe we should do a takeaway pod. Um, I would shout, mate. Yeah, that's I've, I'm fat. Put it on the list. Put, Put it on the list. list. But you can have a freebie from me. Um, always the tandoori chicken or tandoori mixed grill or tandoori prawns rubies do a harry alley chili chicken which oh like, that's amazing god it's so good last time i ordered it in the restaurant the waiter stood there and he went you sure that's very hot i was like stand back you're about to watch something special <laughs> i mean he's um, not he's not lying it is pretty hot but it's delicious i don't think it's that hot have you had it in um because i think oh, i don't know what i had it with because i've had it as a starter and right. it's really really nice i've had it in a curry maybe it was the combination of like oh. the sauce and the chicken no, it's a tandoor that like in rubies it's just like a tandoor it's from the grill they don't put it in a curry oh no no as in i ordered oh, a curry you put it. <laughs> oh well there you go added a little bit of a protein into the mix mate yeah yeah so i always have the tandoor and then i always have the vegetable side dishes so i always order garlic mushrooms um aubergine bhaji which isn't actually like deep fried it's just like a nice curried aubergine and chickpeas for a bit of fiber but god they make me fart the next day mate that'd be my those three dishes are all my worst nightmare really oh see it's like heaven especially aubergine all the veg number one on the most no give me all the veg and like rice with a curry why are you wasting carbohydrates (laughs) on rice my best mate best mate is exactly the same opinion as you he says he's like mate you're bulking yourself out what i want poppadoms and i want a chapati i'm not having rice like fucking hell i have rice and um food prep for god's sake (laughs) i think i I have rice i do i do really like rice my mate's like um he he's the kind of guy who goes to a buffet with a strategy (laughs) that's that's him hook us up i think we'd get on like, <laughs> you, d- you definitely would you definitely on, would. i does he do like a, a lap of the buffet before he then goes in well it's just it's just it's quite a basic strategy it's basically like so when we used to go to like um oh, what was it called michael manns have i just made that place up Michael Manns was there when like mum and dad and me moved down south that was one of the the first Chinese he went to install yeah so so that buffet was legendary but yeah he would um he'd basically just like shun any kind of like stodgy carbs or any starchy carbs it just like plates of meat yeah or like prawn toast and stuff like that yeah sensible man 
Anyway, we've got surprise, surprise. <laughs> we've gone straight off course early on, just talking about food. Well, technically not. We're actually discussing healthy strategies to keep you on track with your meat uh, eating if you want to make healthier choices in the new year. If you if you go to a buffet, have a strategy. There's a there's a little tip for you. Whether you're dieting or just trying to get the most amount of bang for your buck. Volume food. That's actually a strategy I do use with my clients. So. Um, speaking of New Year, mate. Yeah. So today's pod, we're going to be discussing. I mean, we've got to call it New Year, New Me. Oh, new year, like new you. You said this, didn't you? I was like, "What are we doing?" And you went, "New Year, New Me." And I literally <laughs> just went, "Oh God, do we have to?" It's such a cliche. You were like, "Yeah, but that's why we have to do it." Yeah, because there's just. I mean, how many people do you think, like, generally speaking, are going to adopt some new health behavior? I mean, every, like, New Year's resolutions aren't exactly um, a new thing, but I, I think kind of even more so this year, after the shit show of 2020, yeah. <laughs> people kind of losing it in lockdown a little bit. I feel like 2021 might be uh, a year where people kind of, well, hopefully yeah. adopt some health behaviors or health habits. I agree. I completely agree. But I love the phraseology you just used there, which was healthy behaviours and health habits. It wasn't uh, oh, that's, jazz that's, detox tea. That's what I want people to do. I, don't, I Actually, I don't yeah. think people are going to do that because we spoke no. about this on the last one. I, I mean, like, in terms of motivation to actually make a lifestyle change, if it, if, you know, if it takes, let's face it, a societally accepted cultural period of overconsumption to then come out the other side and a flick from midnight into a new day and a new year for someone to miraculously decide that they want to be a new person and make a new healthy lifestyle i'm all for that yeah like, I'm, you know, I'm completely on board with that i don't really care like i'm in the fitness industry like come my way <laughs> you know? this, is, this is boom time for us mate yeah but like it, it's it's the way people go about it isn't it and it's the way the industry like jumps on the bandwagon with it all and just gives people sells these quick fixes that's i think why every i i roll my eyes for a start and that's why i'm like ugh. yeah i think because it sounds it sounds so cheesy doesn't it that's the thing like the the new year new me thing it's just it's quite played out and also it's not really it is a new year but it's not a new you and I think, like, without getting too deep about it, like, if something hasn't worked previously, just because it says 21 on the end of the calendar, it doesn't yeah. mean it's going to be miraculously different just because you've decided it's going to be different. Yeah. Uh, there's yeah. probably a little bit more planning and thought that needs to go into it. Interesting. Let's delve into that then. So why do you think, then, most people that decide to make a healthy lifestyle change on January the 1st, still aren't keeping up with it on let's say four to six weeks later because i'd say that's average isn't it would would you yeah like normally so so if i take just like gym experience here like new members coming in or seeing new people in the gym if you can get them beyond um half term which falls yeah. when middle of feb Mid maybe feb. yeah if they come back after that especially i'm thinking of like parents here um you've got a good chance because you've got them over that first. They might not be proficient and um, not where they want to be yet, but they'll have a level of competence and confidence being in the gym, um, Yeah, which is, which is huge. That's kind of like the first barrier. The second barrier tends to come like six months down the line when it's a bit of a plateau and the yeah. novelty is well and truly worn off. And then they've maybe hit their first goal, but 
maybe the long-term goals a bit further away they've been going at it or they know a bit bored possibly but I think yeah. I think um yeah I think if you if you can get over that first four to six weeks I do think you've got a better chance of of turning like that short-term little bit of burst of motivation into a long-term change mm. and like speaking as a nutrition coach like I actually had some check-ins yesterday with clients um and I was, they were like, oh, are you sure you want to do it New Year's Day? And I was like, damn right, I want to do it New Year's Day. Like your normal check-in day is Friday. The fact that it's New Year's Day, what better time to actually check in and decide where we want to go with the next, like the next few weeks. Like, A, it's a good moment to pause and reflect on the habits that haven't served you for the previous couple of weeks or the things that you did do right and the things that maybe, you know, you know, you wouldn't want to do again. And then B, let's set an intention and let's get back to those things that do get you feeling good. Because I think, you know, even as fitness professionals, hashtag FitPro, we, me and you, like, you know, a couple of days, I don't know about you, but I had Christmas Eve, Christmas Day and Boxing Day pretty much that were very overindulgent. By the 27th, I was done like I was just like I've eaten a lot I've drank a lot I'm kind of good now like I you know I, I want to get back to those things that make me a healthy human being um and like I think that's a good thing to tap into with some people yeah absolutely like I think you said you hit the nail on the head at the start anything that's going to get people thinking about their health or getting to the gym or tidying up their diet whatever it may be I think anything that spurs them on to give you that that first initial push to do something I think you've got to embrace it no matter what you know because the, the classic line is diet starts Monday right so some yeah. people are just they need to see Monday and then they'll kind of switch on this one's a bit more dramatic because you've got a lot more people across uh, well across the world but especially in the UK like I've already seen you know put people putting things on um, online about what they're going to do or new challenges they've started or new diets or people even asking asking about diets or what's the best thing to do to lose weight is the classic um get on google again mate yeah exactly um yeah so i think it's easy to i always think this with the fitness industry and with fit pros hashtag fit pros it's really easy to hate on stuff but and, and there's a reason for that right because there's a lot of things that aren't great about that so we'll talk about challenges you know like the press-up challenge or the juice detox or whatever it may be um but actually a lot of these things like i always think of like weight loss clubs in this regard like mm. there's a lot of things that are a bit shit about them but actually mm. there's a lot of things that are quite good so it's not a case of that's bad that's good that's shit that's great it's what could you use to um what are the good points what what yeah. can you take about january the first or january the fourth is when this will be released what can you take as a positive well i'll give you one there's going to be a bunch of other people probably a lot of your friends that are all embarking on this at the same time so yeah. there's a, a little kind of tip or a first kind of maybe i was thinking about this in terms of do's and don'ts for like setting new year resolutions well a do would be find a community so a lot of the time this would be physically going to a gym Whereas at the moment, like this is the one time of year where you're going to have a lot of friends probably doing the same thing. So yeah. get in a WhatsApp group, keep yourself accountable. There's something you can do amongst a couple of friends, especially because things like weight loss and stuff can be quite personal. So if you get a couple of good friends on there that are all doing the same thing, that's great. And that's like a, that feels like a really positive start to the new year or potentially. Find, find a support network. That's what you need. Like any it's like I've said before a million times anyone can do a diet it's like baking a cake you're just following a set of instructions to actually keep up 
you can lose weight over a short period of time, but then what? Then what happens when your friends invite you out? Then what do you do? What happens when suddenly everything does come up again? Do you still know, you know, open up again and you're going for dinner and you get, you, you suddenly, oh, you know what? I do fancy a glass of wine tonight. What happened? What happens when Easter comes around, you know, a holiday that's, you know, built around chocolate? Like, do you know how to navigate those situations long term? So the more you have a support network now that you can engage and start to, they will start to associate you with the person that you want to be in terms of being that healthier individual, you know, you might not then be known as like, you, you won't be like, Amy that loves a bottle of wine and ends up with a face in a doner kebab and chips every night you might then be Amy who oh do you know what I'm just going to have one because Amy runs on a Sunday so like we won't go for a mad one on a Saturday night let's just you know have um let's just go out for one drink and like maybe have dinner and because Amy I know Amy wants to run on Sunday like do you know what I mean it's about associating yourself with that person and the more people you can bring into that journey with you the more support you get a the less you have to have difficult conversations about refusing things and about why you're going through this change or why you're choosing to make the choices or why you're saying no to social things the fact is we no one's doing anything social right now anyway so it's great the only social thing we can do is around healthy behaviors which is walk or exercise outside so that's awesome but like the more people you can bring into that fold and understand what you're going through the more people you've got on, on your back and the more the more that you're going to have chance of success. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think like this, I mean, this goes for any time of year, right? But if you're, if you're, if you're embarking on, um, I keep wanting to say like going into a gym when you can't actually do it at the moment, but let's say you're starting a diet. It's really difficult. So it's kind of neutral. If you're, if you're just kind of going at it alone and you're, you know, you want to, maybe you don't want, to share what you want to do you just want to kind of put your head down and get on with it that's absolutely fine but i do think you can go you can go one or two ways with that because if you're say your tight group of friends who you see and you interact with a lot say if none of them that you that you love them as people they're, they're good people but no one gives a shit about health and exercise and diet no one cares so some of my best friends do not care and that's great for me because i don't want to talk about um you know health and fitness you know, yeah. if I'm at the pub or whatever all the time. Um, but it does make your life harder. Oh, massively. It, it, it does make your life harder. If you're like, you know, if you like a drink or you will use this example, you know, if you're, if you're like seen as Andy who likes going down the pub and having like kind of four or five pints just as like a standard um, midweek outing, if that's your friendship group, that's really hard to not do that because you've got yeah. to stop going out and meeting them or you've got to go there and have, I'm just going to have one drink and then I'm going to have, you know, sparkling water or something. For, yeah. Potentially that's quite difficult for people to, to carry on. potentially difficult. It's really difficult. Even as somebody that's been a health seeking individual for many, many years now, I've been in social situations where I've had to refuse drinks, refuse food. I haven't had to, okay. I've chosen to refuse drinks or refuse food, or I've driven rather than drove. And then you end up in a group of people that are absolutely shit faced and that's just awful, but like you get questioned and you do get challenged. And then isn't it funny? Whereas like, you know, I've been the one that's brought the Tupperware out and everyone else feels like they have to justify their own. Oh, I'm only eating this because I, I'm having salad for dinner or, you know, like 
oh yeah, I know this food's awful, but like everyone else starts to either pick on what food you're eating or justify their own food choices. Like it's no one's opinion about what you put in your own mouth. <laughs> um, you know, <laughs> so like I've been that there go, person. There, go, there goes the tone. There goes the tone. <laughs> I've been that person. It's really difficult. It is really difficult. And if you're not confident with your own choices or the reasons why you're trying to make this change, if you're just trying to make this change because, oh yeah, I had a, I had a really indulgent Christmas. I just want to lose a bit of weight. Like that is not a reason. Do you know what I mean? Like, why do you want to, why do you want to lose a bit of weight? Oh, because I do. Why? 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 And as nutrition coaches and fit and PTs, like, that's kind of our, well, I'd say more nutrition coaches, not necessarily PTs, but as nutrition coaches, that is part of our role is to drill down the individual in front of us to why they want to make this change. And if it fundamentally comes down to, I do not like my life. I'm not in a place of health. I want to bring my lifestyle to a place of health and be a health seeking person. And I want to be the person that aligns with somebody that has those values rather than just yeah. And there is still like that. I want to look good in my wedding dress or I want to feel comfortable in my jeans. And, but those kind of things, they do have a reflection on worth as well. And if you, you can tell the people that are fundamentally ready to make the change versus the people who are just jumping on the new year bandwagon. And that's what annoys me about new year is there's plenty of bandwagons to jump on. Yeah. I was going to, I was going to ask you a question actually, that then, and you've kind of teed it up. So We've You're just said so one one of the um if you like things that you should do or could do to help. So definitely like support networks, one of them, right? Yeah. Let's say you've got a couple of close friends and they're embarking on um, I don't know, they're they're they've made a, a health-based New Year's resolution. Yeah. Why wouldn't you want to jump on board with them, Rambo? What might be a reason? Because I'm a horrible person. I don't want to see my friends happy. <laughs> or <laughs> Um, or it's the reflection of the person that I'm sorry I think very deeply about yeah, you've, you've got you've gone too deep again Rambo sorry it's more Don't, of a reflection on me and I'm not ready to make the change let, that's let, the only reason I would think let me well here's another one let's say two of your friends two of your really close friends come to you and they're like oh Amy I'm gonna uh, we're, we're doing this like weight loss thing right yeah uh, we, we're both we both you know we've uh, we've had a bit of a mad Christmas we put on a few pounds we're just gonna we're going to jump on board this thing. Are you up for it? So in like, so like when it's kind of pitched like that, you're like, okay, go on. What is it? And then they're like, right, we're doing this two week juice detox uh, where, and we've got to do like two hours of cardio every day. And it's hit training three days a week. And then you're like, ah, maybe, maybe I don't want to do that. Maybe, yeah, maybe now that's, maybe that. now that's not a great, a great thing to do so that's the reason that i wouldn't want to support them with it because they're going about it the wrong way <laughs> in a way that's completely and utterly unsustainable i think that's the thing like it's all well and good when motivation's high and i think motivation is a great thing and i i tap into that myself when motivation's high with my clients it's like great well let's turn things up a gear but as a professional i'm always looking for those moments when motivation does drop off a bit yeah so doing something or setting unrealistic goals or trying to take on way too much at once. I'd say that's one of the first reasons that something fails. And, you know, if you've got to do something that works for you and if your friends are get, trying to get you on this bandwagon that involves a heavily investing something financially for not a lot of reward or not a lot of value 
or B, coming up with this mad way of exercising or eating that you cannot see yourself maintaining in another, I would say, six weeks, 12 weeks, six months, year, you know, two years, then I'd just be like, then no, absolutely not. <laughs> like, no, I, Karen, no, <laughs> step gonna, away from the skinny tea. I'm going to, I'm going to play devil's advocate. So this I'm isn't what, this goodness. isn't what I think It's just, I'm going to just put myself in their shoes okay. and potentially say, um, say to you, Ames, relax. It's only for two weeks. It's only a two week challenge. What's wrong with that? Be like, all right, then what? Then what's going to happen? What's going to happen after two weeks? You're going to have the Terry's chocolate orange sitting in the cupboard ready to be smashed when you finish your two weeks, Karen. Is that what's going to happen? Who is this Karen you speak of? It's just always Karen, isn't it? It's always Karen. And it's awful because I actually know a Karen at work and she's lovely. She's really nice. I, I know my auntie's called Karen as well. On a slight tangent, I do genuinely feel sorry for people called Karen now. I, know. I think that name's been absolutely hijacked. Thank God you're not having a girl. You know, that could be a Karen. Just a bullet there, little Karen. Karen. Um, yeah, I, I get it. And I get it. It's like, I get it. I get why it's appealing. It's the promise of instant results, which yeah. is what everybody wants. And that's the thing. Like, it's a lot harder to invest in something that you know is going to take a long time um, than it is just to do a two-week challenge. Anyone can do something for two weeks. They'll find time for two weeks if they really want it bad enough. Like, that's why I think it's always quite interesting. Like, where I get women come to me and they're like, oh, yeah, like, I want to lose a bit of weight, but, like, I don't want I don't want to get big. Like, I, I don't want to get big and put on muscle. Like, I'm like, if men even knew, really, how hard it was to put on muscle. No one would go to the gym. <laughs> no one would go to the gym. It is painstakingly difficult to put on muscle. Like, if I've got a woman saying to me, oh, I want to put on a bit of size, I'm going to be like, right, we're talking at least, depending even on your level of, like, experience. If you're a beginner, maybe we could start to get, you know, putting on muscle, still six to 12 months. There'd be a recomp obviously to start with, but you know, and if you're even coming to me as an intermediate, we're talking 12 to 18 months and you might even get a pound of muscle, like a pound, you know? So like, I always find that interesting. So sometimes to actually commit to something for two weeks, to do a two week skinny tea, detox, juice cleanse, that is, anyone can do that for two weeks. Yeah, but then what? You look at a carbohydrate and you suddenly expand your waistline. I mean, I know we've covered this before on here, but yeah, just so kind of listeners get like one of the big reasons why like uh, whether it's like, you know, juice diets and these kind of low carbohydrate diets, basically, or low calorie and low carbohydrate diets and low protein in the case of a juice diet. Yeah. One of the reasons why they're quite seductive is the rapid amount of um, weight loss. But obviously a lot of that's coming through fluid, yeah. bit of body fat as well no doubt about that but i mean yeah. if you're not if you're not getting your protein then there'll be a little bit of muscle loss in there as well and this gym. is where yeah and this is where it really fucks me off andy because like people will go yeah but so and so did this and yeah but so and so did that and like yes there are medically obese people for which very low calorie diets do work and are prescribed people that have awful health markers like type 2 diabetes yes putting someone on a very low calorie diet for two weeks if you've got type 2 diabetes is there is actually science that shows that will take them back to a place of health ladies that have pcos you know 
there are studies that suggest that, yes it's individual variances but there are studies that suggest that low carbohydrate diets are preferable for those people that have pcos because there's a certain degree of insulin resistance and people gen pop that don't understand oh, the nuances gen pop, gen, good old joe blogs gen pop <laughs> that don't understand the nuances behind these kind of statements they'll grab them and it is the 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 people that then turn these into money-making things and they'll put these really broad sweeping statements across all their marketing material and that's what people and unfortunately I'm going to go out there and say unfortunately mostly women that's what they grab onto especially in this like new year like time I'd be really interested to hear a man's perspective on that actually because obviously I speak from a female point of view and that's very like uh, subjective as well because what I've been exposed to and what I've probably reacted to over the years like how is it in the men's space do you find it different at this time of year or is it very similar I always find this fascinating I would say amongst clients similar okay in terms of just I'm, just I'm like kind of doing like the uh the list of clients in my head yeah. like thinking hmm, actually i wonder what it'll be like when i get on the phone like how many of my expect to want to do some kind of kickstart let's call it to the yeah. new year i would say most of them um male and female will probably want to do something because you're coming yeah. off the back of christmas um i think God, i want to do something i've just said to you like yeah. i want to do something coming off the back of christmas i, 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 I completely I, get it and like we said at the start there's nothing there's absolutely nothing wrong no. with that I, th I think the a lot of the marketing around um the fat especially, especially fat loss yeah it tends to be geared a bit more at women um yeah. like Do when men i think feel the pressure as much as women I think I don't think they do as much, but I yeah. think it's I think like you could you could say this at any point in the last ten years. I think it's just growing. Like I think men and you know, like younger, well, boys really are becoming more aware of their appearance. I think children are becoming more aware of their appearance at a younger age. I mm. absolutely believe that. Yeah. Um, and I think yeah. So I, I do think there's there's work to be done across the board. Um, but mm. I do think like I I don't mind people doing like two week challenges and stuff. Like I, I'm not. I would, I'd never promote it myself, but I don't, you kind of touched on it when you said, well, what do you do after two weeks? I think yeah. if you're gonna, so this is something that I, I actually wanted to, to get across on this podcast. If you're, if you're like committed to doing some kind of mad two week challenge, not even mad, but just something that's a bit extreme for a couple of weeks, if you're going to do it, at least the, the one thing I would add to that would be like, have some kind of transition for when you finish or some like agreed a period of time where you're like, right, I'm going to do it hard for two weeks. I'm going to take two days off and then I'm going to go back to something a bit more moderate that finds a bit of a balance because otherwise, yeah, then you're in, you're in, you've started the year in kind of yo-yo land and you might get the first two weeks done and it's all high fives, but then the back end of January is a car crash. And then you start Feb in a worse position than when, than you started the new year ready for valentine's day <laughs> yeah, then, then, then a two-week blast till valentine's day then hit the chocolates and it's just then easter yeah um no i completely get that I, I completely agree with that like have a get out strategy you know yeah i i, I think i think there's like the oh god tears god it's crept into my <laughs> <laughs> I do think he's implemented his own tier system to diet in. I really have. I should write this down, do an infographic. But I think there Quick, are quick copyright. There, there are tiers to like how um 
how horrendous the two week challenges are. So anything, any kind of business that's trying to monetize this and basically get a load of people on board, take their money. And it's something that could be uh, harmful to individuals. I cannot stand that. That's like the perfect storm of annoyance and just people that should know better, but they're, they don't care. They're unscrupulous. Um, Then there's kind of things like, so so the one that um, this kind of comes around every once in a while, but it came, I remember one lad doing it um, at the, the gym and it was the press up challenge. And it was for every day of the year, you do that amount of press ups and you're supposed to try and do it for a year. So this is like okay. an extremely mad um, example of a, of a challenge. So obviously through January, fine, Feb. Okay. It's starting to get a bit harder now, but the time you get to March, it's like my shoulders hurt I've got, because you're doing however many hundred press ups just I tried, yeah i tried to do that three thousand in november didn't i did i tell yeah. you yeah yeah awful but the thing is if you're if you just so say you're just like literally like joe blogs or whatever and you just start doing something like that and you have you're not maybe aware of mm, well, if i'm doing a lot of pushing movements maybe i should do do some pulling stuff to kind of balance this out unless you've got that knowledge you just get thrown into the fitness industry and that's yeah. your introduction that's one of the things I've got on the list is basically if there's one thing I would say in terms of like setting goals or setting New Year's resolutions, don't make it some arbitrary challenge. Mm. <laughs> like if you want to add that in as part of like the the bigger goal, great, then that then that's fine. But just like, right, I'm going to do 30 days of, I don't know, running 5K every day, just randomly out of the blue. It's probably going to end in tears unless yeah. you've got like a decent level of fitness to kind of back up. So like with yeah. you, if you said to me, Andy, I'm going to do press-ups every day for November, I'm going to be like, okay, well, you'd never program that. But also with your knowledge and training experience, you're unlikely to, do you know, if after day like 10. Massive you, shoulders, is that what it is? <laughs> after day 10, if you were like, oh, I've, I've tweaked something there, something doesn't feel right, you're not going to blindly do it for the rest of the month. Oh, God, just, no. Just on an ego trip whereas a lot of people they're like oh well i set the challenge i've got to do this now yeah um yeah yeah the thing that i find wildly frustrating that people still do and that doesn't even have to be a new year thing cutting out whole food groups like oh i'm not going to eat carbs for the whole of uh, january or i'm not sure how i feel about the drinking one either i'm not going to drink for january mm. <laughs> what do you what do you think of dry january as a concept do you think good bad indifferent I don't think it's a bad thing. The thing I object to is sponsoring people to stop drinking. Like that really fucks me off. I'm not going to sponsor you to stop drinking. Like, are you serious? Like, no. Like if, if I need to give you money to charity so you don't pick up a bottle of wine, like you've got a problem, mate. Um, anyway, you need I don't a, think dry you need dry... a, a legit sponsor from a, yeah. <laughs> from a I don't think dry January is a bad thing. Like abstaining for alcohol from alcohol for a month. Um, I think that's a health promoting behavior. I probably won't have a drink for a couple of weeks, to be honest, mainly because it's situational, because I'm working a lot over the next few weeks. I've got a few early mornings again. I'm back to a routine. But I'm also not going to put that restriction on myself to tell myself that I'm not going to have a drink for the whole of January. If it gets to the 28th of January and I just really fancy a glass of wine. I like to think that I can be in the right headspace mentally that I can have one glass of wine, enjoy it and put the bottle back on the shelf. 
Like the whole problem I have with any kind of restriction, and it's that whole thing of restraint versus restriction that I've talked about before. The whole problem I have with any kind of restriction, whether it's alcohol, whether only the only thing that the only time I would ever say restrict alcohol is if you've actually an alcoholic and you've got liver disease or if like smoking that has obvious negative health benefits you should quit smoking but like alcohol can be enjoyed as part of a healthy diet also there's some alcohol that actually has health promoting behaviors for example red wine there's been many a study about that and there's something that i think is almost quite important to have a good relationship with and actually be able just to have one glass of wine or one gin and tonic and being able to factor that into your diet in a healthy way i think is really really important yeah i mean that's what sarah's done throughout pregnancy she's taken it down from like 10 drinks to five and she seems absolutely fine yeah but a lot of that was work she gets paid to do that so <laughs> that was a joke by the way <laughs> yeah, but come on even if, like i, I, I love like... i love my rambo straight batted that <laughs> just up like, well you know yeah 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 it's a job she's pregnant even in so... pregnancy though come on like even in pregnancy yes it's not advisable to drink copious amounts you are you can safely have in pregnancy a glass of or a small amount of alcohol not regularly yeah yeah exactly yeah, but i had to really caveat that i could see your brain working like what are the guidelines again i'm gonna get sued <laughs> i'm like i don't have anything in front of me so i'm just gonna be very general here but you know like that's that's the thing the, the whole reason people tend to abstain completely during pregnancy is because a alcohol it's one of those things it actually nulls the decision making processes in your brain so that's why you tend to eat uh, reach for bad food and uh, more alcohol <laughs> yeah it's a slippery slope that yeah but yeah what do you think of dry january then um it makes sense to me because if you've just had a month of overindulging it's kind of like i look at january as uh like or december and january together it's just a you know how like over the course of a week you know the people get into the pattern of good quote unquote monday to yeah friday lunchtime and then a bit off the rails at the weekend but it kind of like evens itself out yeah it kind of writes itself most people you know if, if, if you're kind of maintaining your weight uh, and you don't really think about how you eat i would I would say most people eat a bit more at the weekends, probably eat a little bit less during the week. Their weight kind of levels out. That tends yeah, to be the way it goes. Completely agree. Most successful dieters are the ones that really have to like be on it on the weekends, I would say. But I would also, but I would say like, so Jan, so like December to January is just an elongated period of time. It's just four weeks and four weeks. If you've had, um, so I think of clients, again, not this year, but clients that uh, work in the city and like entertaining and taking uh, taking their clients out is a big part of their job mm. so you know the christmas parties and the team party and the client entertaining and stuff they have their december is just nuts it's just a lot of drinking a lot of overconsumption. so for them actually taking like three or four weeks in january just to rein it back in it's probably common sense yeah I agree. it probably make and not not you know no one's really going out in january that much generally speaking let alone this year um so i think yeah i'm, I'm not against dry january it's you know something to if you if you think you've drunk quite a lot over over the christmas period then then why not but i just think it's all of these all of the little challenges whatever they are if if you're if you're using it just as a do you know what i had a big month 
I need to rein it in. That's absolutely fine. If you're trying to think about something like longer term, that's when it may be, they don't really, I don't know. Like if you've had, let's say like you, you've, you've had a tough time during the lockdown and you really want to put your health first, right? You really like, I need to improve my health generally speaking across the board. Then I don't necessarily think jumping on dry January is the way to do it. You need to have a bit more of a, um, like an overview of like, right. You know, like all the key things like my sleep, my diet, my training, cardiovascular exercise, like how is it as a whole, what needs the attention? You know, what are the easy wins? All the things that we would, you know, when you're in a consultation with a client, you kind of go through yeah. systematically. Like you, you don't need to be sat with a nutritionist to do that. Like you can sit at home and just look at the, I mean, what would you say, mate? Would you start like sleep, diet, exercise? Yeah. Kind of like. And I wouldn't even go, I wouldn't even get someone to focus on all three. I would actually do diet and exercise like separately, whatever the individual thinks that they can actually devote the most attention to because some some people can't do both like some people for some people both is too much mate you know? you've just said that that was a, so that's a massive point right like in january it's so tempting to do like the all or nothing oh I'm, and I'm that's gonna... why people fail yeah it took two different things like one extremely harsh restrictive approach whatever that may be and the other one is trying to do four or five things at once yeah um and yeah. I, th- I think taking a bit of time like whether it's you know, in January or this week or some point, you know, get a bit of paper out and just, you know, do like the sleep, exercise, diet, maybe like, you know, make a couple of notes or even score yourself or that, those kind of things. And it kind of becomes quite apparent then. I would say for most people, it's probably going to be, yeah. um, you're probably going to find at least one in each area that you yeah. can focus on. And if, yeah. and if it's quite overwhelming, just pick one, pick one, yeah. nail it, move on. That's why we like a lot of my clients. Um, in fact, Pretty much all of the clients I had check-ins with yesterday, obviously massive, the last two weeks, for example, have been a big period of very unstructured, no routine whatsoever. I literally took it back to basics with every single one of them. I was like, right, get in a good sleep routine again, get a good way of relaxing yourself, try and get a solid few hours a night, try and have a caffeine cut off, you know, don't go to bed feeling too hungry or too full, like get a nice relaxing atmosphere, drink water, because a lot of them have naturally negated hydration over the last two weeks. And they're like, one, one of my clients said, Oh, I've put on six pounds in over Christmas. I'm like, you haven't put on six pounds. You're very inflamed because you've drunk alcohol every day. You've got a lot of water retention because you've even eaten crap food. You've probably got a lot of salt going on sodium in the body. That's mean you're holding onto water. I said, you haven't put on six pounds. You're just, your body's just wondering what the hell's going on. You probably need a good poo as well, my love. So like, get, I said to her, I was like, drink water. Like you're in the Sahara desert like seriously let's start to rehydrate the body and flush everything through um so it was sleep it was hydration and it was get back in a routine focusing the meals that you are eating around a source of protein a lean source of protein and some vegetables let's get the body back into a place of okay I'm eating things that are good for me yeah because I think probably apart from Christmas dinner there's not really a lot of other things around, you know, foods around Christmas that actually give us a lot of health benefits when consumed in large quantities, you know? So it's like, those were honestly the three things that I focused on with my clients and they were like, okay, yeah. So um, yeah, I'm going to train as well. I'm like, 
okay, but don't overwhelm yourself. Like I'm not going to tell you not to do something, but me personally, I've looked at my calendar for next week and I'm like full pelt. I can literally get 25 minutes of exercise in on about four days. So that's all I'm going to do. I'm not going to stress myself out. I'm not going to do anything crazy. I know I'm still going to be getting my 10,000 steps. So what are the things I can control? I can control what I put in my mouth and I can control my hydration and I can control what time I go to bed. So those honestly are the three things that I know are instantly going to make me feel so much better and probably make me lose a pound or two yeah and I've not spent any money yeah which which to be fair coming into into 2021 is probably a good thing saving the uh saving the pennies yeah um if I we like I ranted again I'm sorry that was a good that was a good one though that was worth <laughs> it um so we've got yeah trying to avoid challenges definitely have a why behind what you're doing. I think, I mean, that's just something that is like the podcast, podcast bingo. Um, if you had can, if you have got like a support network or if you know friends that are, that are doing similar things, I do think getting involved and starting up a WhatsApp group or um, some, you know, a zoom weekly meeting or something like that. Yeah. That's really good for accountability. Yeah. Oh, the amount of clients that send me photos of their food. Oh, I love it. I'm like, and they're like, Oh, do you mind? I'm like, keep it coming. If it makes you feel better. And if you need that encouragement for me, I love looking at pictures of people's food. Like, and it's, it makes them feel good as well. It's like, look what I cooked, you know, this is great. I'm like, yeah, it's awesome. When people keep food diaries and stuff, they, I don't think, so that's, that's an option, right? To, um, if you don't want to kind of fill out everything in fitness pal, um, you can keep a photo diary, mm. photo food diary. Mm. Um, and it becomes really apparent really quickly to so say, if you save it in a separate folder. So at a glance, you, you know, so let's just say, for example, you have, um, you just do your main meals so you end up with 21 meals at the end of the week if you open that on one screen just check the color <laughs> you should almost like put it next to a color chart and, and yeah. see, see where it's at. if it's kind it of brown, brown? <laughs> if it's brown put it down um but yeah i was just gonna when you're talking about the christmas food if there's one thing that people let themselves down with it's the classic right before i start the diet all this has got to go Let's have let's have a weekend and it'll be this weekend. We're recording yeah. this on the second. It'll be this yeah. weekend that everything is goes. The absolute blowout, the beige binge will happen this week. I've just bought more. That's how committed <laughs> I am to trying to be healthy. So being in Waitrose, so many mince pies, it's ridiculous. We were selling um boxes of mince pies for like 37p. So I've got uh two boxes of the mini mince pies. Love, they freeze you, you love a mini mince pie don't you oh, it's your favorite freeze so like a they don't go out of date till january and b i can put them in the freezer like that's brilliant like mince pies all year round amazing and i've just bought another tub of nuts like maple and bacon flavored nuts like oh, i know yeah they were six pound fifty full price one pound seventy five like, six pound 50 yeah it's waitrose yes, that is waitrose all over yeah it? and like second of january one pound 50 so yeah a 175 sorry um yeah i've just bought more because for me a coping mechanism and not even a coping mechanism but i give myself unconditional permission to eat all of this foods whether i'm trying to lose a bit of body fat or whether i'm just maintaining so i don't i can't think about going into a fat loss phase knowing that I'm never going to be able to have these foods the only difference is rather than eating a tub of them in 24 hours like I did between Christmas Eve and Christmas day I will portion them out 
I will get the scales out in a little pot and I will weigh out 15 grams, 20 grams, and I will really enjoy them and look forward to eating them. Like I find this period in January where, excuse me, where you're trying to rein yourself in a little bit more with your behaviors and not be so loose and free about your consumption. It's actually a really good time to sit and enjoy your food and actually taste it try and get into a little bit more mindful eating practices eat without distractions i know when when i uh, when i allow myself that period where i can have something a little bit sweeter I enjoy the hell out of it. Like that mince pie and I are going to have a moment. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But rather than just shoving six into my mouth, not even tasting them and feeling disgusting afterwards, like I'm going to sit down with one one mini mince pie and probably like a peppermint tea in the evening after having dinner. And I'm probably going to eat it in about six bites. This thing's like tiny, but I'm going to enjoy it. And I think, you know, doing that and being able to enjoy the food you love while still exercising restraint, you'll lose pounds just doing that, you know? Yeah. It's amazing what you can do just by making a few little tweaks to the diet, isn't it? Especially if you're already kind of somewhere on point. I think, I think part of this as well is kind of knowing yourself and knowing what you respond to. So if your kind of diet history is a long list of failed attempts because you've, you've tried to embark on something that's been super restrictive. Maybe mm. that is not the route to go. Yeah. Maybe you need something a little bit more, a little bit more moderate and it's not going to quite be, you're not going to get that rapid drop on the scales, but you're going to be able to sustain it for six weeks instead of one. So yeah. at the end of it, you're going to get uh, uh, the, the desired result. I had a consultation just before Christmas and we spoke we spoke about uh, motivation and, and mm. what's important and and everything that this lady had said led me to the like oh she really needs to see things happening she mm. needs to see results coming um and this is kind of like a long-term weight loss goal that she's got so I said to her we had this you know like she's an adult and I think if you treat people like adults it goes a long way so I said to her I was like look if you want this kind of this rate of loss you know to consistently be hitting like two pounds a week um, which believe it or not is you know what I consider fast loss that um, is the high end yeah that's the high end um, I said it's going to need to be you know whatever calorie number it was I was like it's going to need to be like this low basically um are you okay with that? If I do you like, if, and I kind of talked her through what that would look like in terms of the food and how I would like portion it out, just like over the, this is just like the, literally like the first conversation. And she, and she was like, no, do you know what? No, that's fine. I can, I can do that. And I think, cause she kind of knows that for her being a little bit more restrictive and, and, and going at it a bit harder, her personality, what she's done before that kind of felt right. But if you meet, like, if you're, if you're that person that struggles to stick to stuff, I would say go moderate, like yeah. go a little bit more, um, you know, and that has to be the individual. Hair. Yeah. That has to be the individual's informed decision as well. Like, um, I just think, think about it. Like think like, do like, no, you, you, you will know, you will have the answers to this. Like yeah. if you know yourself at all, especially if you've tried to do stuff before, just think about what's what you found that's worked and what hasn't and it depends on the the circumstance your own individual circumstances like 
that lady, for example, she could, I mean, I don't know who you're talking about, but like, for example, she could live on her own, be in charge of her own food environment, not have any kids, not have any other half, um, not have a very stressful job. Like that could be something that she is going to find relic not easy, but easy to implement let's say if if you and this is the thing that annoys me about January is we, again there's that certain degree of comparison we all want what everyone else has got and we want it yesterday so if you're sitting there as a you know someone with a lot of weight to lose but you're also supporting a family of two small children you've got a husband that needs food on the table as well when he comes in after a really long stressful day at work and you've got a full-time job and you're trying to train five days a week maybe a very aggressive fat loss diet yes it will get you results but is that going to leave you in a worse place because you're not going to be able to implement it. You're going to feel like you're restricting or resisting everything all the time. And the chances you're actually adhering to something like that because of the way your life is set up are very, very slim. And that's okay because everybody is individual. So what works for one person is not necessarily going to work for another person. So I would always suggest to somebody, look at your life, look at your setup look at where the easy wins are exactly like we've just said like and don't worry about what susan down the road's doing because susan might have it a lot easier than you do and that's her journey and this is your journey and they both look very different but you're both going to get to the same goal yeah I think if that's what you want people people prioritize or put a premium on on fast results they just do like we we know it like that's what that's one of the you know, if you had kind of two plans that were quite similar, but one got you there quicker, even if they, even if it maybe wasn't even like a superior plan, people would be like, oh, what, I can do it in two weeks? Yeah, sign me up for that. People yeah, that it's- But it's, at what cost? Yeah, it's so appealing. But funnily enough, the um, the lady I was talking about there, so I asked her that, right? Because as soon as someone kind of like leans towards wanting to go harder, then my next kind of layer of questions are, what's you know what, what do you do work-wise yeah um, and it's not quite as obvious as that you know kind of like it it kind of comes up in conversation but I asked her about children so she's got she has got children but they're like 19 and 21 so oh. kind of self-sufficient yeah um she trains with Danny yeah in the so the personal trainer that I know well in the gym so I know her training he programs for her as well so I know her training's on point so so we've got adult children so she doesn't have to cook for them she's being trained by someone who who i know well so i know the programming is all good and she's been working with her for with him for a while she's got stones rather than pounds to lose yeah that's another tick box and her place of work there's a few of them there that all come to the gym and they all kind of support each other and egg each other on she's got every box so she's so like when you were saying that it's like you go through it and you're like that's what at the end of that that conversation when i go away and like write out the plans and stuff i'm like no i'm I'm happy with this i'm happy to kind of make it a little bit harder and push a bit harder because and and do you know what two weeks down the line it might be too much and it might be another conversation and actually we need to back this off and we spoke about diet breaks during the conversation as well because anytime someone's got like stones to lose or months of dieting ahead to just say to yourself, right, I'm going to do eight months of solid dieting. That again, that's a, that can be quite overwhelming. So I think if you are, like, if you if you're listening to this and you're embarking on something that you know is going to be months rather than weeks, don't try and do it in one big chunk. Like if you're doing yeah. like three month diet, think four to six weeks, have a break. You know, whether that's like two days or a week, have something. 
plugged in yeah. there and you will make life so much easier for yourself. One of my clients has literally done that pretty much. We've been dieting for about four weeks and then Christmas came along. So I was like, brilliant, like enjoy it. Two non-tracked days, two non-tracked days, I think Christmas week, one non-tracked day, New Year week lovely little diet break probably even a refeed he's really social as well he's been going out quite a lot in december still because he's been got friends in london and stuff um but he's still been tracking factoring everything in had a little bit of a break christmas and new year and i'm confident that when i chat to him on monday he'll be absolutely ready to smash it again and he's only got he's only i think he's only got a couple more kilos to lose and he's like he's amazing and it's again the adherence level because of that because of being and I'm not even I don't even want to say allowed but because of being given the freedom let's say to actually do that is just the, the adherence is just tenfold yeah I get what you mean by like not wanting to say it aloud but I also understand like if you'd have just said it it makes complete sense because yeah. you like ultimately like it's completely this is the beauty of, of dieting or training or changing your lifestyle setup no one no one like can tell you what to do. Well, people can tell you, but you don't have to listen to them. There are no, there are no shoots yeah. in this game. It's like, I, I just think spending a little bit more time and just thinking, thinking it through and try, it's really hard to be objective, but trying to be objective and just kind of a bit systematic with it. What do I want to do? How yeah. long do I want to diet for? Is it what I really want? Come back to that. It comes um, back to that podcast as well that we did just before Christmas, doesn't it? we all know what we should be eating, but why is it so bloody hard? You know, yeah. you all, you, you all, you all know, I'm talking to you now, <laughs> listeners. No, like, Rambo's lecturing now. We all know if we've got a chocolate pie, a chocolate pie, a two eats chocolate pie, a chocolate bar in Rambo's front of Rambo's just, uh, she's just daydreaming now. Oh, I'm very tired. <laughs> if we have a chocolate bar in front of us, if we have a mince pie in front if of us. If you have a chocolate pie in front of you, step away from <laughs> Send it to me. <laughs> yeah. if, we, if you have a chocolate bar in front of you, if you have a mince pie, if you have a sausage roll, if you go into Greg's every day, you know, you know fundamentally what you have in front of you, whether that is going to optimize your health or whether that is not necessarily the, the right thing that is going to make you a healthier individual. And you have, everybody has a level of personal responsibility as to whether they choose to eat that. Okay. So if January is the, you make January the month where you actually are consciously looking at the foods that are on your plate, the portions that you've put them on your plate on, and you're actually making a conscious decision whether those foods are going to benefit you. I think that's a really good thing to do. And that's a really good exercise to do every time before you eat a meal that even just having that, hang on a minute, let me look at what I'm going to eat here. Like just having that extra level of mindfulness about it. You don't have to do all these crazy diets and challenges and stuff like that to, to make these kind of changes. Word Rambo spot on spot on. Um, is there anything else you would like to add uh, that springs to mind? Yes. I would like to add one more thing. Doesn't matter what you do with regards to trying to be a healthier individual if you choose to focus on the training or if you choose to focus on the diet or nutrition if you're trying to make any kind of lifestyle change there is always a point where it gets tough 
There is always a point in the diet where you're like, oh, fuck this, I can't be asked. There is always a point where you have to wake up at six o'clock to do a session and you're like, oh my God, I can't be bothered today. There is always a point where it gets difficult and patience and, you know, being able to sustain with uh, these behaviors with a little bit of digging in for want of a better word I've been awake since quarter to six um for like there will be a point where you have to dig in and that is the difference between wanting it really really wanting it and really really wanting to change your life and to just trying to feel better for a couple of weeks because yeah you you feel like this is something you should do or you don't like the way you look you know there is the difference between really fundamentally wanting to make this change because the point where it gets tough is the point where you'll know if you want it bad enough yeah i, th- I think so that, be patient that yeah patience should just go like again any anytime you embark on anything health and fitness related realize that it's it's you're in it for the long haul <laughs> pretty yeah. much yeah and like people people generally don't adhere to this stuff for long enough to notice a difference oh well I did this for four weeks and then I went on a girls weekend and I had a massive binge and I put all the weight back on and it's like well you didn't put all the weight back on but then you didn't actually carry on with the adherence that you created in those previous four weeks like if you're trying to lose weight or if you're trying to go to the gym regularly just that one day that you don't get up and go to the gym then turns into two three four if you're trying to lose weight and you've done well for four days and then all of a sudden you have one day that you don't do great that turns into the oh fuck it and that one day that you actually didn't do great if you got back on it the next day that could have been the difference between getting you where you wanted to be and actually staying where you are and people generally do not have enough patience with this stuff because seeing the goal as a much longer thing can be really, really, really overwhelming. And one thing I really want to need to try and talk to my clients about is think of each day as a calendar. Like I visualize one of those really old school, like calendars in my head and every single day that you get a little day closer, that is just one tick. And all you need is to just get get yourself a tick at the end of every day and you just accumulate all the ticks. And then before you know it, you've done a week, two weeks, three weeks, four weeks. And then, okay, we've got a bit of momentum here and just keep getting the ticks. Just give yourself that time to actually make the change. It's not a bad show, actually, like physically having a calendar or some kind of tick box visual it's like yeah. up on the wall just kind of to show you that because it, it is surprising how quickly how quickly they add up and just having yeah. those little those little visual cues almost like rewards to be like oh that's a that's a yeah. third week down that's the fourth or even week have down. a reward pot have a pot and just be like right every day that i tell myself i'm going to get up and go to the gym and i do i'm going to put 50p in that pot or i'm going to put a pound in that pot or every day that i adhere to my healthy eating goal I'm going to put a pound in that pot and then before you know it like that kind of it's Pavlos conditioning the dog it is it literally is it's Pavlos conditioning so you become addicted to that kind of reward and it's just how we get repeated behaviors but just be patient please be patient and that point where you think oh god I've done with this I can't be I can't be asked anymore and that is literally my mother talking um (laughs) Just keep going. Please just keep going. Or don't be afraid to ask for help. Yeah, that that's a big one. That's exactly yeah. what I was thinking when you said that. Um, yeah, I mean, I echo those sentiments. I think anyone who's 
you know, gone through like a period of behavior change, especially around dieting, like diet, like training is kind of fun. Like, and you get good at something and you develop a skill, which is why we're both so kind of hot on getting people training and, and doing stuff in the gym, because it's not just about weight loss all the time, mm. but trying to change eating habits that have been ingrained for years and years. It is tough. And you will go through periods of time that are, that are harder than others. And there will definitely be days or instances where you have to, yeah, you have to dig in or it'd be good if you could dig in. I'll say one thing though, and it's very apt with January challenges and stuff. If every day feels like you have to dig in, grit your teeth, like clinging on with your fingernails, you're doing the wrong, you're following the wrong plan. Yeah. 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 You're like, it, you, you're giving you get, yourself way too much to do. Yeah, yeah. You get, that does happen. But it, if every day is like that, you need to sit down and think, mm, I need to. It shouldn't I need, be like that after five days. Like I'm talking like four weeks. Weeks in. Yeah. 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 Definitely. Definitely. <laughs> no, all good. All good. Um, I think, I think that's it, mate. I think we're, uh, We've covered New Year, New Me now. New Year, New Me. What are you doing this January? I mean, I know you've got bigger fish to fry. You're about to have a baby, but like, what are your kind of like New Year goals? Oh, I'm in, I'm in baby limbo. So we went out for a, we went out for a walk today. Actually, I was going to tell you this when you were talking about Greg's. Went to Greg's today again. <laughs> that's, that's, that's twice in two weeks. Rolling a stroll, sausage rolling a stroll. Nice. Um, but we met one of. Uh, one of the guys I used to run with at the running club. So like yeah. in 2019, I was like all over the running, yeah, you know, you like all, yeah, PBs galore. Did you even lift anymore? It was, it was not a lot. Yeah. <laughs> it was pretty small. Um, and I saw him like phenomenal runner. He's got a little girl now. Um, and I was like, how's the running going, mate? And he's like, nah, it's not. <laughs> it's just, and I was like, this is a little snapshot of me. And he, I think his little girl's probably, um, she's over a year now. Yeah. So it's very, yeah, very kind of similar time frame. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm kind of in that in that limbo, to be see honest. I think, yeah, we'll see. In my head, I'm like, let's say Sarah gives birth on the 17th. Well, it's not gonna happen. That's the due date, but say she does, I'll probably give myself a good I don't know, I don't want to put any pressure on it. A good couple of months of just I don't really want to think about training too much. I'll just have like a kind of list of minimum requirements that I want, yeah. that I want to hit. I don't yeah. want to go, I don't want to go early on the dad bod. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, what about yourself? Have you got anything that you're going to um, change or do, or just generally tweaking the diet a little bit? You're quite sensible, aren't you, mate? Like yours is just like, you're basically practicing what you preach. <laughs> yeah, like. I'd love it if you came on and you're like, right, well, I'm doing this uh, leaning, <laughs> leaning 15. It doesn't work for me. Like I've done so many years of different diets and restricted and then restrained. And then like, I probably will lay off the alcohol for a little bit just until I fancy one. And for me, that's very much like a, it's not a weekly thing at all. It's like if, almost like a monthly thing. And I do work a lot. Um, I have a lot of early mornings and I drive for my job as well. So like that almost, if I'm going to have one, but I know I'm driving the next day, I'm like, what's the point? There's no point. Like, you know, I'd rather not. So I probably will lay off alcohol, but not, not consciously just yeah, because just, yeah. it will happen. Um, I am focusing a lot more like I just spoke to you before we started like I am I've let my protein slip quite a lot my protein requirements if anything I'm actually going to try and coach myself a little bit um just with the um ethos that I use of my own clients and so with my own clients I set them kind of like three weekly intentions just of things to focus on 
and I'm going to try and do the same things for myself. Um, so at the moment I'm just trying to get my protein in every day, um, to, I am tracking a little bit, but mainly just calories and protein. And I've given myself a little bit of a weekly average in terms of, I know there are days when, just say when I'm driving and I don't finish work till 10, I'm going to need a little bit more calories than say the days where I'm on like doing check-ins and I'm at the laptop all day. So I'm just trying to um, do a bit more balance. Jack and I are focusing on our food quality a little bit more. So actually taking it back to a little bit more home cooking, um, mainly because of the lockdown really. And we have time. So we said, we're going to start prepping a little bit more food at the weekend for the week. Um, I've been enjoying running. So as long as I run once a week and just training as and when, but not putting pressure on it. So I've been doing a lot of like app based workouts. I've got some dumbbells. I've got some kettlebells, like lifting weights a couple of times, doing something fun. If anything, like when I'm so busy, I just want to train. It has to fit in with my schedule and it has to be something I enjoy. Otherwise it's not going to get done. So with training, there is absolutely no structure. I don't really have a goal at the moment. I did have a strength program when the gyms were open, but obviously that's unfortunately, I can't really do that. That'll come back. I'll revisit that when the gyms are open again. Um, yeah, at the moment I'm just, and I'm literally, and it's as it sounds, just cleaning up my diet because little porky amy came out pretty much honestly since we got back from well since we went to turkey so since september i've literally been eating like an unsupervised child so lay off off those chocolate pies mate lay off those chocolate pies um (laughs) but i'll still will i still will allow myself to have like a mini mince pie or a bar of chocolate within the realms of what i'm eating it just won't become like an unsupervised buffet um because i've been I've been engaging in the more unhealthy behaviors with regards to eating more than I have the healthy behaviors, mainly because I'm just trying to find my feet with my schedule and being self-employed. So now I'm like, nah, come on, this is life now. Let's sort it out. So yeah, everyone's going to be like that as well. Everyone's yeah. going to be in like a state of flux with like tears, schools going back, like jobs. Are you going to yeah. be able to work? Everyone's going to be a little bit in that kind of state yeah. of flux. So the big I, things for me are just pro with my diet, protein, food quality, so eating good food that I'm cooking, and um, yeah, just track tracking my treats really, so it doesn't become out, doesn't get out of hand. <laughs> Pot of maple, maple and bacon nuts. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I want to see that part next time we record just to to see how how far down they've gone weighing out nuts is one of the most depressing depressing. things I've ever done like and I do think it's important because they're such a calorie dense food again know yourself either do that or don't have them in the house well that's the thing (laughs) the only way I can have them in the house is by portioning them out and uh, factoring them into my diet but I never prioritize those kind of foods over everything else. The other boxes get ticked first, which is the protein and the vegetables. Stay tuned listeners to find out next week, how many, how many grams of nuts Amy has put away in a seven day period. These Christmas nuts are the best. (laughs) Christmas nuts where they're like chocolate, salted caramel, honeycomb, glazed cashew. cashew. Easy mate. Calm down. taking it back to basics you're you're definitely going to go and eat after this podcast i tell you no jack's cooking we got venison tonight amazing venison steak good lean meat red but lean enjoy me um you know i haven't got a clue curry you better order it now (laughs) 
yeah, shit, it's just gone five o'clock. I'll get on the phone. <laughs> yeah, it's ne- it's never good at the weekend because like the food shop comes on a Monday, so it's gonna be oh. it's gonna be slim pink. I'm sure there's some cheese and crackers kicking around. <laughs> Greg's got to finish. Got to finish off those Christmas treats. <laughs> Oh, mate. Right, mate. It's been a pleasure. It's been a pleasure. Uh, Until next time, take it easy. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the Not Another Fitness podcast. Andy and I really do appreciate all your feedback and questions that you take the time to send us. If you really like the podcast and you're listening via Spotify or another platform, please share it either via Instagram, Facebook, or direct with anyone you think would enjoy it. If you're listening via Apple Podcasts, please pop down, give us a five-star rating and a little review. We really do love reading all your feedback. And if you want to follow us over on our socials or get in touch with us direct, you'll find me over on Instagram at Coach Amy Rams with a Z. And you'll find Andy over on Facebook at his Facebook group, Eat, Move, Lift, Enjoy. And as long as you're not an absolute tool, he'll probably accept you. And they were his words, not mine.